Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Take our Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 3, the book of Acts chapter number 3. And of course, we're looking at the first church. We're looking at God's church. We're looking at that, that model or prototype uh, of a church. And we're, uh, I've already seen that uh, God's church back then was um, uncommonly unified. Anybody remember that? Uh, and also, it was incredibly diverse, that, that, that tension of having both. Uh, incredibly diverse, uncommonly unified. But then, uh, also God's church, that church back then, uh, was Bible-heavy. We looked at uh, Simon Peter's sermon, I mean, just uh, full of the Word of God. And uh, it was Christ-centered. Uh, and so we're looking at what a church should be like, what our church should be like, what we want uh, Rosedale, God's church here, uh, to be like. And we saw also uh, last week that uh, the church is that birthplace for the truest friends, the longest friends, boy, right here, uh, birthed and developed uh, in God's church. And then uh, we saw how they reached the world by reaching their world. Uh, they reached the world uh, by reaching their world, all the different nationalities that, that were there brought to them, and uh, they reached them. Uh, it's a lot like the verse, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, in the original, that's not about, uh, okay, now I have to quit my job, and then I have to go four years Bible college, and then I have to double up in seminary, and then after that, uh, I have to spend two years, three years trying to raise deputation to be able to afford, to go to a foreign, where there's a little village, and then possibly uh, having a couple saved. Boy, God's saying, you're already going into all the world. Uh, you're going into the workplace on Monday, and the marketplace on Tuesday, uh, and your neighborhood on Wednesday, uh, and with family on Thursday, and as you're going... Uh, as you're going, uh, we need to be teaching and sharing and witnessing. Uh, we reach the world by reaching our world. We have an example of that this morning. Verse number one. Now Peter and John went. Uh, they went, they were already going. They, they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate uh, uh, the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he, he gave heed unto them, uh, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet, ankle bones, received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Notice first the man. Uh, the man. Uh, and this man had a serious defect, much like us. Uh, verse number two, a certain man that was lame from his mother's womb, lame from his mother's womb, a picture of us, uh, our fleshly father Adam fell, uh, and that sin was passed on all of us. Boy, we're not standing, we're not born uh, standing in the sight of God. Uh, we're born limping and lame 
in the sight of God. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, Adam, and so death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. That serious defect, but also the sad dependence. Look at it too. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid. He was carried. And he was late. He was totally dependent on others to help him. Uh, totally dependent on others to transport him. Uh, totally dependent on others to sustain him. Uh, look at his soul desire. Uh, he was uh, laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms. His real need was for spiritual healing. His real need, physical healing. But it's almost as if he doesn't even acknowledge that. Almost as if he's given up on that. Uh, his sole desire was financial help, not realizing his real need, not believing that that, 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 that foundational need can be met. Uh, and again, a perfect example of us, a nowhere direction, a crippled condition, a depraved position. That's the man. That's the man. Uh, and that man represents us. But notice, secondly, the miracle. The miracle, not just the man. Uh, but also the miracle. It's a uh, wonderful, nature-defying, biologically bending happening of God. This isn't something where they just repainted a fence or something where he was given a new coat, and I'm for all of that. Uh, this was something that defied human reasoning, a moving of God. Uh, look at it. Look at it. Look at the looking, verse 3. Who seeing Peter and John... Uh, about to go into the temple, asked alms, the lame man glancing. They were, he was uh, glancing at Peter and John. But he wasn't the only one doing the looking. Look at verse 4. Uh, the lame man who's seeing Peter and John. And then verse 4. Uh, and Peter fastening his eyes uh, upon him. Uh, where the lame man kind of glanced at them, glanced at them. Uh, Simon Peter fully focused on him. But he saw him. He saw him. I think that lame man would say, he didn't look past me, he saw me. He didn't look past me, he absolutely saw me. And so the lame man seeing Peter, and then Peter fastening his eyes upon him. Look at verse 3 again. Who seeing, looking at Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John said, Look on us. There's a whole lot of looking going on, okay? So uh, he's glancing them. They're fully focusing on him. And then uh, they say, look on us. Look on us. Not just a glance. Look on us. Uh, I'm kind of curious when he looked on them what he saw. Two fishermen? Uh, two country kind of guys? Uh, or uh, was it two fishermen, two country kind of guys that have been fully transformed by God? And so they're looking. Uh, and he's focusing. Uh, and then he says, uh, look on us. Verse 5. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them, still focused on the wrong thing, still not realizing his real need, uh, still not even acknowledging that, that that was even possible. Then Peter said, verse 6, silver and gold have I none. Well, it's not about what I can do for you, it's about what God can do for you. Silver and gold, it's not about money. That's what you wanted. You need something bigger than money. You need a miracle. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus, 
in the name of Jesus. Okay, uh, I don't have silver and gold to, to, to simply uh, give you another day's diet, uh, to simply uh, put another uh, piece of clothes on your back. Hey, I don't have that silver and gold, but I have something eternally better than that. Uh, I have the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7, and, and Peter, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Uh, by the way, if Peter wasn't co-laboring with God, uh, if Simon Peter wasn't co-lifting uh, with God, uh, after he lifted him up and let him go, he would have landed right back where he was. If it was just Peter, if it was just his organization, if it was just his, his speaking voice, or just how he, how he said, if it was just him, after he lifted him up and let him go, he would have landed right back where he was, but he wasn't lifting by himself. I love the fact that Peter lifted him to, to Christ, and Christ lifted him all the way to God. I love how Peter lifted him uprightly, but the Lord Jesus Christ lifted him eternally. Look at 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately, immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Immediately. Boy, we lift people temporarily. The Lord lifts people eternally. We're co-lifters with God. Uh, we lift people uh, uprightly. Uh, the Lord lifts people completely. We're co-lifters, co-laborers uh, with God. Uh, we lift people uh, physically. The Lord lifts people uh, spiritually. We're co-lifters, co-laborers uh, with God. But the question is, are we lifting people to the Lord? As we're going to our workplace, as we're going to the, to the marketplace, as we're going throughout the gas station, are we lifting people to the Lord? In the name of Jesus Christ, we help the homeless, bless them, witness to them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we, we, we run to the side of the addicted to bring freedom, but it's in the name of Jesus Christ we mentor the young people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless and, and preach the Word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, it's all about Jesus, not just physically us lifting, but the Lord Jesus Christ spiritually, eternally lifting them completely to the Lord, but we have to be lifting Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a lifter? Without a lifter. How shall they hear without a preacher? In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. But there was a man from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of that light, to lift people to that light. Philip, to the Ethiopian eunuch, understandest thou what thou readest? Keep in mind, he's in the premier text salvation. Uh, I mean, he's right where he needs to be in the Word of God. That Ethiopian eunuch, and, and Philip said, understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I accept some man lift me? How can I accept, accept some man guide me? Well, we lift people to the Lord, and the, 
the Lord lifts them to abundant life. We lift people to the Lord, uh, and the Lord lifts them to eternal life. Uh, we lift people to the Lord, uh, and the Lord lifts them to a healed life. By the miracle, it's not by us, it's by the Lord blessing and blessing. And I'm just grateful that the Lord allows us to do some of the, the light lifting, uh, some of the, the temporary lifting, but I'm so grateful to the Lord that, that he includes us as he does that eternal lifting. Now look at the result. Verse number seven. After he lifted him up, uh, if it was just him doing it by himself, after he uh, let him go, uh, that man would have landed right back where he was, but, but he's co-laboring. He's co-lifting with the Lord. And so this man doesn't go away limping. This man goes away leaping. Look at seven. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately his feet, ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, say that with me, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. God's growing his church. God's building his church. He stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and, and praising God. And do you remember the day that you're limping went to leaping. Well, let's just take a minute and just thank God for, for the day that those overcast skies in your heart lifted and Christ's bright sunshine to your soul took over. Uh, that, that day, I remember it well, when, when it was almost a purposeless, almost an empty kind of a life on, on that day. But then when I bowed my head and opened my heart and trusted Christ, received him, began that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, it changed everything. We thank him for salvation. Think about that day that you came to Christ, that, that you trusted Christ. And if you can't remember that day, why today can be the day of salvation for you. Beginning your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ today. For the first 18 years of my life, my life was lame. <laughs> and in, in every sense of the word, uh, my life was lame And for the first 18 years of my life. But on December 27th, 1984, bowed my head, opened my heart, trusted Christ, put my faith in what he did on the cross. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, uh, all things are become new. And so there was a, limp, a, a, a leaping, a leaping. Uh, look at verse number 8. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God, praising God, praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Uh, didn't David say in Psalm 40, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, standing, standing, uh, and established my going, walking, walking. Uh, and he put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God, uh, standing, walking, and, and praising God. Why, David noted that long before this lame man experienced this. Why, I'm so glad that, that a self-help book, yeah, I can help you temporarily. Someone giving good advice, well, I'm glad that Someone can help steer us directionally, but there's only one person that can, that can transform us completely, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the way, let me pause and say this. 
the heart of a healthy church, the heart of a healthy church, one of the takeaways uh, with this is a, a, a healthy church is going to be helping those that can't help themselves. Helping those that can't help themselves. Well, that's part of the heart of a healthy church. Blessing those that can't bless us uh, back. Oh, by the way, what time is it? Uh, check the watch. Basically, look at verse number one. Uh, it's almost as if God stops right in the middle and says, hey, check the time. Uh, look at verse one. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the what? The ninth hour. Being the, the ninth hour. By the way, does anybody remember when Christ died on the cross? I'll give you a hint. It's in Luke 23, verse number 44. Does anybody want to guess what, what time of day Christ uh, gave up the ghost? Into thy uh, hands commend I my spirit. It is finished. It is done. Salvation complete. It was at the the ninth hour. And so in the middle of the miracle, it's almost as if God says, hey, check your watch, check your watch. Uh, a sundial, I don't know what they had. But anyway, uh, check your watch. Uh, and it's almost as if God's saying, boy, his transformation, his transformation took place at the exact same time that Christ died on the cross for his sins. That same time. There's a connection there on that ninth hour saying because of what Christ did, because of what Christ did for us, the death, burial, resurrection, because of what Christ did for us, why that's where the healing is. That's where the blessing is. That's absolutely where our salvation is. And so we saw the man. Remember that? We saw the man. That's point number one. And then we saw the miracle. That's point number two. But then look at number three, the misunderstanding. The misunderstanding. Simon Peter already said, silver and gold have I none. It's not about us. It's not about us. But such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, it's always about him. It's only about him. It always will be about him. But, but, but the misunderstanding, look at verse 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, the testimony, and they knew it was uh, he which sat for alms at, at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with what? With wonder and amazement. By the way, it's the right response, but it's directed toward the wrong person. Wonder and amazement at that which happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed, held, held. Again, the right response, but towards the right, wrong person. And as the lame man was healed, he, he held. Uh, Peter and John, uh, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wondering. Uh, he held Peter and John. Uh, they should have been holding on to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, wonder and amazement. Yes, right response. Uh, but, but Simon Peter is saying, uh, not towards me, it's towards him. Uh, remember, the lame man was already looking, uh, already looking at Simon Peter. And in fact, uh, Simon Peter even said, uh, look at us, look at us. But, but it was only for the purpose for him to say, Look at him in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Boy, it's all about him. It's always about him. It's only ever about him. Rather than wondering about, amazed about, holding on to Simon Peter, they should have been their wonder and their awe and their amazement. Simon Peter wasn't amazing. Would anybody agree with that at all? He was a bumbling stumbling disciple who knew he was a bumbling stumbling disciple who pointed people 
to a faultless, perfect Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead of clinging to gathering around Simon Peter, they should have been clinging to gathering around worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a sad thing when a pastor who's seen a little success doesn't divert attention to the Lord, but kind of glows in it, glories in it. Boy, what a great man, and perfect man, and, and well, they can't help what they think of me. Yeah, they can if you point the direction to the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything that's ever been done here by God has been done by God. Everything that has been done here by God has been done here by God. And so uh, that misunderstanding, Simon Peter would have none of it. Uh, that misunderstanding, uh, Simon Peter uh, immediately, intentionally said, no, wait a second, wait a second. And number four, look at the message, the message. Number 12, verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, as they're holding on to Peter and John, and they're wondering and they're amazed by that. Uh, when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel... Why marvel ye at this, or why look ye so earnestly upon us? Why marvel at this? Why, why look to us? Why marvel at this? Why are you marveling at us? As though by our own power. As though by our own power or holiness. Boy, he must be really holy. Look what God's doing. Peter said, it's not by our power. It's not by our holiness. Well, he must just live better than everyone else. That holiness. And Simon Peter said, no, you're, you're misunderstanding. It's not about our righteousness. It's always about his righteousness and his holiness. It's about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's above every other name. And so Simon Peter rushes into the crowd and says, no, wait a second. It's not by, it's not by. Ye men of Israel, 12, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? No, it's not about us, it's about him. It's not about us, it's about him. Simon Peter, it's not about me, it's about the Lord. It's not about our power or our organization or our personality or the way we dress, the things we do. It's not, about, it's not about us. It's about the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the holiness of God. Boy, our worship and our adoration, there's only one hero here, and his name is Jesus. There's only one person we look to in amazement here, uh, unless it's, man, I can't believe he stumbled quite that bad. I'm amazed. Uh, anyway, uh, there's only one person that, that we're amazed and wondering and worshiping. Look at 12. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? And why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or by uh, our own holiness we made this man to walk? Look at it. The God of Abraham and of Isaac, the same God. The same God, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. By the way, I love when, when he's referenced as not the God of Israel, but the God of Jacob. Uh, it's the same person. Jacob's name was changed to Israel, uh, but it gives me hope, not when it's the God of Israel. Boy, uh, when he was uh, at that level, I don't know that I could attain to that level, uh, but the God of Jacob, Jacob the deceiver, Jacob the supplanter, uh, Jacob, the, the, the one that always ran. Jacob, Jacob. Boy, that gives me hope. The God of Jacob. 
The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of, 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 of Jacob. Look at it. The God of Jacob and the God of our fathers. He's the one that hath glorified his son. 14. But, look at the titles, the worshipful titles. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life the Holy One, the just, the Prince of life. God has glorified His Son, whom God hath raised up from the dead, whereof we are witnesses, and His name, through faith in His name, hath made this man strong. It's almost as if Simon Peter said, uh, I, I refer you to what I've already said. Uh, it's in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Uh, did you miss that part? It's about uh, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, it, it's by faith in his name, his name. Uh, it's all about, uh, about him. And so I think the heart of a healthy church, a couple takeaways on this. One, a healthy church is going to help those that can't help themselves. It's going to help those that can't help themselves. But, but I do think the heart of a, a healthy church, number two, realizes it, it's all about him, Jesus. It's always about him, Jesus. And it's only ever about him, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory will I not share with another. There's only an ability for anybody to give glory to one person, either themselves or to God. And the amount that they're giving to themselves, they're displacing the glory that only belongs to him. I love those worshipful titles. It's the God of Abraham, verse 13. It's the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers. It's about his son, Jesus Christ, the Holy One, the just, the Prince of Life, his name, through faith in, in his name. And someone may, may object and say, now, now wait a second, it's, it's about Simon Peter's faith, his faith. Uh, it was a great amount of faith that Simon P Peter put in his name. Boy, it's both of those, unless you realize even our faith has been given to us by God. Look at verse 16. Uh, and his name through faith, faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him. The faith which is by him uh, hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Uh, now just something to think about. It's interesting that a fruit of, a, a fruit of the Spirit, uh, one of them is faith. Uh, it's faith. Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, one of them, faith. Uh, it, it's also interesting to note in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, uh, not just the fruit of the Spirit is faith, uh, but also the giftings of the Spirit, uh, faith, Romans 12, 3. Uh, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Pastor, you're making it sound like Simon Peter had absolutely nothing to do with this. You're getting it. Uh, that Simon Peter didn't bring anything to the table. Yeah, you're absolutely getting this. You're understanding this because it's not about him. It's always about him. It's not about our great faith in God. Having a great faith. But make sure you have a great faith. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the parable was if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. Well, you ever see the, how small a mustard seed is? Uh, you drop it, you're never going to find it. I'm telling you what, uh, they're just a little itty-bitty seed. And uh, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, uh, you can say to that mountain, be removed thence, uh, and it'll be removed. Uh, it's not about our great faith in God. It's about faith in a great God. 
Faith in a great God. Faith in a great God, that's what it's about. And so here we have this, this event uh, that's happening. Uh, and it's always unto Him be glory in the church. This event uh, that's happening, yes, we're to be co-lifters with God. Co-lifters with God. But we don't just lift people to God. We lift all of our praise to God. Uh, we make a big deal here about not just singing, not just singing, but singing to the Lord. Well, it's not just a pep rally song, not just a testimonial song, but, but singing directly to the Lord. Uh, and when I'm distracted during the singing of thinking about anything other than the Lord, I'm doing it wrong. Well, it's a time when we take our heart, we take our lungs, our voice, and we lift all of our praise to the only one who deserves any of the praise. And so to close, to close, those are your favorite words, I know. So, and so to close, I do want to remind us two of the takeaways, the heart of a healthy church. Number one, a healthy church is going to help those that can't help themselves. Say it with me, help those that can't help themselves. That's number one, to help those that can't help themselves. Takeaways, God's church then had that, and God's church here uh, has that. We want to have that. We want to always have that. Uh, but the second takeaway, it's all about Christ. Uh, it's always about Christ. Uh, and it's only about Christ. But God's church there, God's church there, uh, check, uh, all about Christ, only about Christ, always only about Christ. But God's church here at Rosedale, boy, we want to make sure that we're learning from this first, first prototype model uh, kind of a church and so um, uh, the the punch list if you uh, want to call it that what we've learned so far about hey, what a church should be uh, so far we haven't seen anything about how they dress and uh, and I think you should be dressed when you come to church anyway uh, anything about uh, the music they they sing it, it should be just praising only him about him always about him but the things that we have seen okay uh, God's church there uh, let's see it was uncommonly unified check god's church here lord willing will always be uncommonly unified check is anybody following this at all uh, the the kind of church god had back then incredibly diverse check uh, god's church today uh, where the spirit of the lord there is liberty the inclusiveness reaching uh, the whole world it's not going to be monochromatic it's not going to be a thin slice everyone looking alike acting alike uh, everyone uh, uh, just uh, uh, philosophically uh, being exactly the same uh, no it, it was incredibly diverse back then check god's church today where the holy spirit is working it is going to be incredibly diverse boy that's who we are that's who we always want to be check Bible heavy, Bible heavy. Christ-centered, Christ-centered. Uh, having a community where, where friends are found and friends are developed and uh, friends are, are built up, true friends, true friends. Uh, the kind of friend that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, a, a brother uh, is born for a A friend loveth at all times. A friend loveth at all times. And so uh, that kind of uh, a community here, uh, but then also, uh, also, uh, we, uh, a church that reached the world, but they reached the world because they didn't ignore the person across the street. 
They didn't ignore the person on their way to the temple, uh, on the way to the temple at the gas station. Uh, they saw a guy there lame. Uh, and so they wanted to make sure that they were witnesses as they were going, as they were going. Uh, but then God's church then, then, that model church, that prototype of a church, helping those that can't help themselves, helping those that can't help themselves, but we need to bolster our homeless outreach, uh, our addictions ministries, our uh, mentoring, our food pantry, our blessing, and all the ways we touch. Boy, uh, we want that helping those that can't help themselves. God's church here, boy, that's what we are, and that's what we always want to be. And lastly, a place where the only person that ever gets the praise it's all about Christ. It's only about Christ. It'll always only ever be about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you see a pastor that you feel is larger than life, but he may not be doing it the right way. Uh, the church here, God's church here, boy, it's always about Christ. It's only about Christ. It's only ever always going to be about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're just getting started in the book of Acts. Uh, we're going to talk about what we want Rosedale, God's church. It's his church. He's doing a great job with it. We want Rosedale. This is the church that we model after. Well, is it a church? No, not a, no, there's no, no, no. It, it's about what God's doing at this church. By the way, uh, back to us remembering when we came to Christ, uh, thanking the Lord for that time that our night turned to day uh, he turned the ashes brought beauty out of ashes boy if you've never received christ if you've never received christ being a part of his church being a part of that community uh, it's about a mindset not of i have to do this i have to do that keep this rule keep that law if i can be better here if i can just be a little holy if my good works outweigh my bad works if that's how you get to heaven, Christ never would have come and died on the cross. If you can get there by your good works. But because we can't, Jesus Christ came and died on your cross. He died on my cross. Took your sins. He took my sins. He was the only one qualified to pay that price. He was without spot, without blemish. Uh, he came and died, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's yours, that's mine, uh, and, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.